This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A lot of people working from home now as a post-pandemic world has shown us that working from home is a highly, highly viable option and a lot of people really, really enjoying it because it offers them a lot of freedoms that working from an office doesn't. You can manage your schedule a little better. You can work in your pajamas if you need to take some time off to like quickly walk the dog or maybe run a few errands. A lot of people kind of do that and find that it really, really works for them. But we're discovering that maybe it's not as convenient for employers. I mean, no one should really be surprised by this. But uh, here to weigh in, we're talking with uh, Joe Masudi. He's a senior policy analyst at the DAIS, a public policy and leadership institute at Toronto Metropolitan University. Uh, Thanks so much for being here, uh, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So here's the question that that I want to ask. Are we, st- are we being spied on at home, remote workers? Because there's this idea that if you work from home, it's like, oh, I have this freedom. My boss doesn't really know what I'm doing because I'm at home. And as long as my work is getting done, it's all good. But now we're learning that perhaps uh, bosses are, are not at being as, as loose with that as we initially thought. Yeah, that's right. And that's exactly um, uh, some of the the reasoning that went behind um, why me and my colleagues um, had conducted a uh, national survey um, exploring remote work, um, particularly focusing on um, how individuals experience um, electronic surveillance. Um, And so uh, our findings actually do reveal that um, uh, 70% of uh, of employees working from home have at least some aspect of their um, of their uh, work being monitored. And and how are bosses and companies monitoring them? Is it through like if you have a company laptop or a company phone or like where are they getting their information from? Yeah, so some of the the, the top ranked um, uh, aspects of uh, of uh, remote work being monitored include um, emails. Uh, they include chats. That uh, includes um, uh, so those are the, some of the top uh, ranked um, aspects. Uh, but we also have much more um, uh, other types of more intrusive. Uh, forms of monitoring, which could include um, keyboard uh, monitoring or uh, computer screen capture or uh, location tracking, um, as well as webcam uh, video recording. So do they have to have like permission or anything to do that? Or is this something that they can just do because you're an employee and they don't have to tell you about it? So, uh, so in Canada, uh, the the main um, mechanisms uh, that would be um, used to regulate um, this type of uh, remote work um, surveillance would be privacy legislation. Uh, so, uh, the the current landscape is that um, privacy laws are quite—it's uh, quite a bit of a patchwork. So, individuals who happen to work in certain sectors um, would have privacy protections through instance through. Uh, for instance, through the Privacy Act or through PIPEDA, um, or if, if individuals um, uh, are working for 
um, a unionized uh, labor force, they would uh, receive some protections through uh, through that avenue. Um, uh, but that leaves aside a whole um, uh, other other employees who don't fall in any of those aforementioned categories. That leaves those individuals uh, with fewer uh, protections. Hmm. Okay. So, it, like, our this is. I think we all sort of have this idea that our bosses are probably able to check our emails. You know, if you have a a corporate email address, like I have a work provided laptop that I take home when I'm finished my day and I send all of my work communication through my laptop. I surf all sorts of websites and stuff is like, are my bosses seeing every single thing or is it like, oh, they have certain flagged words. Like if I type in a certain word, then maybe that that gets alerted or they act like, is there actually a team of people somewhere, you know, underground seeing every single thing that happens or is it only when they're alerted to it? Right. So, uh, so, uh, there's, so I guess what, what I should probably note here is that there's nothing inherently nefarious, um, on the part of employers that are looking to, for instance, um, monitor employees, um, that type of, there can be a type of monitoring that takes place that could be very beneficial to the professional growth and development of employees. For instance, I think a little, getting a little bit of feedback from your employer, a lot of employees would like, um, that provides a lot of support uh, again for, for professional development and growth. Um, but the issue is when that type of surveillance can become excessive. Um, that's when um, you get into a whole range of different types of um, unintended consequences and costs that come uh, towards not just the employee, the worker, but also um, the the organization um, and society as a whole, really. Okay. So... <sighs> The, I, I guess the question is, like, how much of this stuff are they reading? Every single email? So, it depends. I mean, I, I can't really provide you with an, uh, with an answer uh, in terms of um, uh, in, in a more of a specific answer. That a lot of that depends on context. There are different types of um, businesses and employers that um, utilize different types of technologies, and it's all very contextual. Um, but um, uh, there has been uh, some of the types of technologies that um, have been um, uh, particularly popular since uh, the pandemic has uh, been, uh, I guess, the rise of uh, what's known as bossware or, or um, software that, that's very capable of um, uh, reading emails. They can be very um, intrusive. They could look into um, your chats. They can go into Internet activity. They can provide um, evaluations and provide that um, information to uh, the manager who can and, and, and that can influence managerial decisions. So some of the technologies can be very um, invasive. Hmm, okay, so we should be always aware that, uh, that we could be being watched, not necessarily that we are, but that we could be. How is this going to change work from home? Do you think that people are going to start getting busted and be called back into the office because now bosses and employers are finding out that people are maybe not exactly where they said they were uh so with the so the current trends uh with automation and the use of artificial intelligence and the lack in um legal uh legislative and uh regulatory um mechanisms in place um the could amplify the costs and unintended consequences uh towards employees um uh, and towards employers as well 
So the risks um, that workers would face, for instance, they could manifest themselves physically. Um, it could lead to um, anxiety, depression, um, higher levels of stress, lower levels of um, job satisfaction, higher levels of um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, stress. And so, and so uh, those are the types of uh, unintended consequences that could emerge. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, do you, but do you think that uh, this is going to lead to less work from home because people are going to, they're not going to have the freedom that they thought they had, you know, my boss is aware when I'm not at my desk at home. So I, I need to spend more time at my desk. So I might as well just be back in the office. Do you think like, do you think that we're going to see more people back at the office as a result of this? So, uh, so yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, what I was uh, really getting at is that, um, if, if, uh, that there needs to be in place, um, legal and regulatory measures, uh, because there's a clear gap, uh, there. And the, the trend is that things are moving towards art, artificial intelligence and automation, and that's making its way into the workforce. So it's not just working remotely that is impacted by this, but it could also creep into other aspects of work. So it's not just working remotely, but it's also on site as well. So it's not like one would be able to uh, be safe from um, the implications of surveillance by switching to on-site work. Uh, Okay, I see. So it's kind of it's we're kind of going to be watched no matter where we are, uh, which and again, to your point, I'm glad that you made this point as well, that that's not inherently bad. There are some really productive and positive things that come about uh, from bosses checking in. And, you know, like that's that's part of their job is to be managing employees and making sure that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's in everyone's best interest. I get that. Uh, But if if it's going to happen, whether you're at the office or working from home, at least if we work from home, there's some um, some freedoms there. You're not spending the money on gas driving in and finding parking and all of the stress that comes with that. So it sort of sounds like perhaps we should just accept the idea that we're going to be monitored to some degree and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, well, the monitoring could uh, eventually uh, uh, lead to some um, some negative consequences. I think that the trend that we're seeing is that uh, the, the surveillance is um, um, increasingly becoming sophisticated. Um, I noted some of the earlier types of software that um, um, that are increasing in sales, and a lot of the the, the tech companies that um, sell these types of um, software. Uh, to uh, employers, um, um, they're often um, employers are often lured in by the different types of their sales tactics, including that it would promote um, efficiency, organizational efficiency, or or that the technology will reduce costs, for instance. And so employers are brought in or, or lured into these types of ideas. Um, but um, but when you're continuously automating those processes, processes, those can lead to um, a lot of negative outcomes for the uh, employee. It could create decisions that would um, influence managers and ultimately impact the employee in very real ways, including impacting um, um, whether they are promoted, whether they're demoted, or whether they're even terminated. So that's the cause of, that's the area of concern uh, that we need to be focused on. We need to kind of introduce, um, uh, we need to define the guardrails that are, that would be necessary, um, uh, uh, that would be placed around these types of technologies. 
Interesting. Joe Masudi, he's a senior policy analyst at the DAS, a public policy and leadership institute at Toronto Metropolitan University. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. I'm glad to uh, to, to, to be here. So thank you for having me.